At that time, as long as you gave me the opportunity to show what I can do, I feel like because of my mentors, I learned how to jump on an opportunity. One of my favorite sayings I've heard along the years is, bills can't kill you. Okay. Or chicken one day and feathers the next. Yes. What's up, guys? We're back. It's the best of Midland, Texas podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Shuchuk. This is my gorgeous wife, Tara Avery. And this is the podcast where we interview... Local business owners, entrepreneurs, and personalities. Petra Reyes is the Emerging Markets Manager at Power Infrastructure Partners, which is a mouthful. Yes. She also uh, has her own business called Petra Go and provides a number of services to the oil, gas, and energy sector here in Midland, Odessa, and the Permian Basin. Yeah. Petra, great to have you on the podcast. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. I've seen you on other podcasts. I'm assuming that you get asked every single day. What do you do? So I'm not going to ask you that, but I will ask, so what do you do? I wake up every day and I'm focusing on driving new things towards energy. In this area, we'll say oil and gas. Mm -hmm. Some other areas, anywhere other than here, energy means electricity to them. It means wind or solar. Right. Gotcha. Energy is what creates electricity. Mm-hmm. You know, it, and I'm working on educating and also collaboration to okay. create affordable energy. And that could be, come in any shape or form, mm-hmm. but energy also means recycling. Yes. Cutting back con- consumption. Yes. All right, so let's back up for one second. So you are born and raised in Midland? I sure was. Is that basically how you got like how did you get into the energy field. Sure. You know, it's crazy. My name is Petra. Yeah. Petra. <laughs> it's one in my family actually. Oh, really? Sure, I had relatives in and out of the industry, but it's never been to my immediate family like their thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dad's not an engineer, and my brother's never worked in the oil field. Hands are too soft. <laughs> Sorry, bro. <laughs> Something happened when I was in college, 2011, 2012. The cost of living in Midland, Texas was outrageous. Yeah. There oh. wasn't enough housing. Uh, school wasn't my problem because I had a great scholarship, but you know, just the cost of living, my apartment or my dorm, a car, you know, just the regular things growing up here. And it, it being a boom town, it was expensive. So I realized, and, and wanting to go to school and, and dedicate myself, I realized very early on I needed to be getting the oil field. And I didn't even think of Petra like petroleum yeah. until years into the industry, until all these old guys, for the better of lack of a word, <laughs> yeah. would say, Petro. It's obviously Petra, but it just, yeah. they loved it. They're like, Petro, yeah. did your dad work in the oil field? In fact, he didn't want um, his sons working in the oil field. He's got three sons. He never said anything about my sister and I. She's in and out of the field. I've been in it the whole time. And I love it. Love it every day. Um, It makes me feel like I'm a part of like some kind of bigger picture. So I needed to work in the oil field and I would, I was working at Ranchland Country Club. That's how I met a lot of these sales reps. That's what I realized. Like, hey, I see your guys' lifestyle, kind of cars you drive, the schools you're sending your children to. How much golf you play. Exactly. (laughs) Cowboys games, private jets. I mean, you name it. It'd be great to work, do something in the oil field and save up. And so finally one or two sales reps took me under their wing and gave me a job signing invoices, um, maybe like a hundred bucks a day sometimes. Mm-hmm. I did that for a few years. I built an incredible Rolodex. I learned a lot of things. They taught me a lot of things, just a number of mentors. Well, then there was a downturn in 13, 14. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
And ticket signers are a luxurious thing. That means you're just so busy. You just, you need to take your customers here or there. You need to be in Houston. You need someone that'll dedicate their time to pick up your invoices, run them out to the oil field, mm-hmm. get the proper signatures. Now, I always thought that I would get beat out by tech, be obsolete eventually. But to this day, I still have people reaching out to me to get their invoices signed. So yeah, I did that forever. And when we had that first downturn, that's when I learned how to upsell. They would say, look, I can't, I don't have any work for you. But while you're signing tickets for all these other customers, Why don't you tell them, hey, you do this, this, and that. So all these different services and materials or products or equipment, I was able to bring up to that customer that was signing for, uh, for something else. And he just so happened to say, oh my gosh, yeah, I need a truck here yesterday. That's when how I learned to work on commission. You're a hustler. And I don't mean that like in a J-Lo, the movie kind of way, but like great you're movie. out there. Great movie. Yeah, yeah, J-Lo, you deserve that. <laughs> but like you're out there and... Making opportunities for yourself. Yeah. At that time, as long as you gave me the opportunity to show what I can do. I feel like because of my mentors, I learned how to jump on an opportunity. One of my favorite sayings I've heard along the years is bills can't kill you. Okay. Or chicken one day and feathers the next. Yes. Okay. So can you explain what an EPC company is? So a company, a manufacturer, oil producer, gas plant, solar plant, a nuclear plant, okay. wind farm, anybody. There's always a huge piece of the process of production of whatever kind of form of energy it is. Well, you'll need to create a fil- facility. Okay. That could be... Um, uh, transmission lines. It could be um, tanks to hold the product, cleaning, just, um, you know, just separation of all the products and all the things. You can either do all that yourself, the engineering, mm-hmm. the procuring of the materials and equipment, mm-hmm. the construction of it and piecing it all together. Or you could subcontract that and focus on what you're really there to do, which is to produce whatever form of energy that you're trying to produce. Okay, gotcha. gotcha. Okay. That makes a lot more sense. You they build tell it us out. what they want, okay. what they need. We build a proposal based on what the math and the schematics that they give us right. um, and show them how much it's going to cost us. And then we tack on a percentage for project management okay. to make it happen. And the reason why I chose this company, yeah. electrification is a new buzzword in oil and gas, okay. which means you're not using diesel generators for operations anymore. You're building poles and wires mm-hmm. to transmit power to your operations. Mm-hmm. One, it's expensive. Hauling a generator out there, the cost of renting it, cost of fuel to run the generators, cost of maintenance. And if those go down, they're down. You're not pumping gas yeah. out of the ground. You're not Operations is not happening. And so that's where we come in. And we turnkey the process for them so that they don't have to focus on figuring out how to make this work. All right. Let's talk about Elon Musk here. Okay. And not, not from the perspective of like he's the richest man in the world. Yeah, yeah. Um, what are your, what's your take on the whole like EV market? Are, you know, Because I feel like when – especially here, like you start talking about electric vehicles. When I talk about Tesla in particular, it has nothing to do with the fact that it's electric versus gasoline. It's a fact that have you seen the Cybertruck? It looks amazing. Okay. You just love like the technology. I love the. T- I'm a tech guy. I think they're super cool. Obviously, right. I'm a human being. I think they're very aesthetic. Elon's, his mind, his ideas, his initiative, and and like I wouldn't say like I'm physically attracted, but like mentally and like I'm attracted in a way where I want to work together. I think he's on the right track, but in the same sense, I'm like, eh, is it the right thing? The amount of power that you have to use in your house, the infrastructure that you have to build in your garage to power your electric vehicle, 
does not save the planet at all. I'm yeah. not saying that it's not the answer because in some places in the world, I believe that electric vehicles make sense. Yeah. Especially inner city. You were at a conference early this year um, discussing Bitcoin mining, right? Crypto mining, I guess. For those who don't know, I mean, to mine Bitcoin, it's all computers and servers and elect- the electricity alone the that it takes energy, to have these server yeah. farms. And what was, your, what was your take on that in terms of like your company or your industry coming into that field? So I'm talking about pump jack power and power infrastructure partners yep. those are their sister companies okay we tried to stay away from bitcoin for a while okay sure we knew it was something what, what was it something you know and the guys that would, were coming to us asking for this amount of power they didn't understand what it takes to secure that much power mm-hmm. for them to make, be economical and to to have any kind of profit you you'd have to have a massive um lack of a better word, a data center. So that's where Bitcoin realized, you know, what? where can we maximize on these stranded flare gases? You know, that if it's oh. over 200 MCF, that's like minimum, that's the amount of gas that they have, then they're up for running. They have the opportunity to sell their power to a Bitcoin miner or a company that needs a data center. Okay. Mm-hmm. A location with a lot of power and remote is great because that's where you need that data center. So that's where the in- industry, our industry was like, whoa, new source of revenue, right? Mm, okay. Digital Wildcatters, um, they have a conference this month, right, that you're going to be at Fuse, right? Can you right. talk a little bit more about that? Yeah, so that goes back to electrification, my main thing. Um, and Bison is also a big supporter of Digital Wildcatters. Um, tech wouldn't be much without electricity, right? right? So it goes hand in hand. Digital Wildcatters have definitely done the best at displaying those, giving the opportunity to exhibit, whether it be through Energy Tech Night, through Empower, Fuse, the number of events. They have a very exclusive event. The tickets are very expensive, but everybody that I've ever seen go to that event has exponentially profited from it. And nice. it's, the ROI is incredible. So it just depends on what you're willing. Are you a true wildcatter? Because they call themselves digital wildcatters. Are you willing mm-hmm. to risk? And it's really about what you put in, because I know for a fact that they put in everything that they can to put on an event with the right decision makers, the right influencers, the gatekeepers, the people that are in charge of finding the right solutions. And it's not always tech. It could be a new um, equipment, new um, scientific experiment that is a a, a revolutionary design that's going to move our industry forward, whether it's improving efficiency or environmental or cost. You know, it could be all three. And I think that my company kind of plugs all three together no matter what your solution is you're gonna need electricity right yeah um and so we have this revolutionary design that we've already done case million dollar case studies proven concepts with major operators we're going to be on a panel we're going to talk about and how we fit in everybody's solution we want to work and mend in with everybody's operation as an epc let's play this game called uh what does this mean what is what is a wildcatter what is a roustabout what are these he terms? Lo- he being, loves that word. I heard this term earlier. Yeah. I was like, what does that mean? So I know I tell everybody, call Petra, follow things Petra. Um, I might be a little <laughs> off on some yeah. of these. Everybody has their own version of what they think. And through time, most of these positions and titles have changed. Okay. Yeah. But I'll tell you right now what I understand them as. A roustabout could be a number of things. They might be digging ditches, trenches, doing like hard laborious work, moving material here to there on okay. site. Um, you know, roustabout is just like, they might be clearing weeds. They might, you know, just somebody to do a lot of laborious stuff. It's the dirty work. I just want to be able to use these terms in conversation and sound cool. 
You know what I'm saying? So just like give me the insider of like <laughs> roustabouts I- fill in the cracks for total operations. Got it. Okay, okay. Roughneck. So Roughneck could be like part of the drilling team, the assembly. You know, you watch these guys, the videos of the guys like taking apart tools, this big tube that goes in the ground, like okay. the, chasing like, out drill okay. bits. Those you know, those things. Th- those are guys are the roughnecks. They're on the drilling floor. They're on the deck, derrick floor. They're okay. or they might be up up high changing out tubing. You know. Those are roughnecks. Okay. I mean, they're yeah. rough. They're willing to be a part of a, a big operation that could be dead. They're definitely the muscle of the operation. Okay. Uh, Wildcatter. Go back to that one. Wildcatter starts from like the get-go. You know, they might be geologists. They might be in operations. Oh. Um, they might be the investor. They might be the owner of the company. Okay. Wildcatter means... Risk taker. Y- risk taker. Okay. They got a study from a geologist. This geologist told them there should be this much oil in the ground. They do a survey. Wildcatter more comes from the term when they used to vertically drill. So yeah. you're poking holes in the ground hoping for the best. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. So lastly, let's just do our new Best of Midland Texas game that we're going to do. It's not really a game. You give us some of your hot take favorite. Uh, locally, locally owned, owned yeah. locally owned oh. businesses. Uh, favorite restaurant? Ooh. It, it always depends on the food. So if I'm going Mexex, Gerardo's on Gerardo's on Big Spring. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, but if I'm feeling like fancy and I want to take you know a date or yeah, date night, a group, date night? professional group. Yeah. Um, I love the garlic press. If I want really good barbecue and I want a homegrown, I want to show someone like real Midland in the industry. I'll go to Katie's Barbecue. Nice. Okay. Really good there. All right. Um, if I want a really good cocktail and I want a really low-key vibe, I'm not looking for a party, but I want a good drink and a, a great environment, I'll go to the Blue Door. Nice. Um, but if I'm looking for like a little bit of an upbeat environment and I still want a good cocktail and great service, yep. good environment, I'll go to Pie Social. Okay. Right here downtown. Right mm-hmm. here. The best tacos in town. Hey, you got all the spots. Yeah, hit me with the tacos. Taco Divino. Yes. Hands down. It really is so I good. I mean, they're just so, so good. good. Maybe we talk uh, shopping, clothing, oh, man. shoes. Where are, your spo- where are your spots spending all that money? Time to come clean, y'all. Uh, Most uh, of my close people know me. Uh, goodwill. Really? Garage sales, estate you're a sales. You're a thrifter? Oh, hardcore. Balling oh. on a budget, y'all. Thank you so much. I know that you're super busy. Uh, you've got to go to a photo shoot. You're a brand ambassador. Oh, is there anything else you'd like to promote? So I mentioned one of my mentors earlier. Her name is Jonna Smoot. She's a VP of marketing at West Texas National Bank. And okay. this past week, I went to go see her. I was opening another account. And she gave me this book. And I think you guys talked about it a little bit. It's called The yes. Scout Guide West Texas. Yes. I love this book. It's, it's so beautiful. Some of my best friends are in here. Yeah. Shout Claire out to Claire. Did such yeah. a great right. job. I mean, it's incredible. And there's, I mean, Aaron Marquez, my one of my best friends is in there. Love his tequila and everything he's about. Um, the photos are beautiful. I like don't know everything. if I saw my other favorite person, Victoria Prince, in She's here. She's in there. Is she in here? She mm-hmm. better be in here. Follow Petra um, for all things Petra. See what is in there? That'll Wait. do it. We'll see you on the next Thank one. Thank you. All right. Bye. Ooh-hoo.